Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to Modern Cowboy Tonight. Uh, We have with us Skinner Watkins. Uh, He's a well-known modern cowboy around the uh, Arizona area and other places. But uh, all I can say is when I I met Skinner, oh, probably three years ago, I guess. And all I've ever heard about him is good things. And all the uh, great things he does for youth rodeo and and, uh, his work around the area and his work as a school teacher. And so I'm just really excited to have him on the show tonight and uh, talk to him a little bit about about his his lifestyle and his work and what he does. Uh, Skinner, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Dan. I appreciate being here. Yeah, well, it's great to, great to have you. Now, uh, when I met you, I came over to uh, Welcome Home Ranch, and just you guys were setting up for a rodeo or roping over there with Double C Productions and uh, showed you a, a little product that I've got called the Dally King, and we talked a little bit. And um, I've, I've only really met you and talked to you a few more times, except for on social media and stuff. But uh, uh, that being said, uh, Give us a little little bio on you, a little background on you know on what you do and you know how you got involved in in uh, rodeo and in the cowboy lifestyle. Well, shoot, that's a long story, but uh, I tell you what, I I grew up out in West Texas in eastern New Mexico, and I had always wanted to be a cowboy my whole life. I wanted to be a bull rider, and I I went about that and started riding bulls and. In fighting bulls, I was working for Halliday Rodeo Company out in eastern New Mexico in Elida, out of Elida, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And um, in uh, shoot, I was probably about 10, 11, 12 years old, and I started going to a bunch of rodeos and working for those guys. And I just wanted to do that, wanted to be a bull rider. And uh, everyone told me I shouldn't do it. So, you know what? people do when they tell you you can't do it i'm just gonna go ahead and do it <laughs> yeah so i i admit i started hanging around a bunch of cowboys my dad and granddad were cowboys and everyone we hung around with were cowboys and i was supposed to be a baseball player and i kind of screwed that up early on in life but oh no kidding i went to yeah yeah that's what my dad wanted me to do and i had a pretty good opportunity to play baseball and played baseball all through high school and I ended up messing that up and uh and it was kind of on my own because I wanted to ride bulls so <laughs> so it worked out uh the way you wanted it to kind of huh well it kind of did you know there's bumps in the road here and there but it went all right sure but so as a young as a young kid, I met a bunch of team ropers and, and, uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to travel with loose rails, but I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, uh, uh, what, what, back when there was a time when team ropers weren't, weren't thought of really that highly in, in the rodeo world. Kind of, is, is that, is that true or not? Well, that is kind of, 
back in the day it was, you know, you were one, one end of the arena or the other. Right. <laughs> and yeah. So I was fortunate enough to meet a guy named Junior Vaughn, which was uh, the cowboyest dude I'd ever seen in my life. And I grew up out around in Clovis, New Mexico, where they had the Clovis horse sale, the world's largest horse sale. And I was working there as a kid, taking care of horses and riding horses through the ring and sorting cattle and pinning horses back. And I met Boots Sutherland, which is a movie star. And, uh, shoot, I met all kinds of guys and I met Junior Vaughn and his nephew is Jake Barnes. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So <laughs> I started hanging around a bunch of team ropers like Stuart Pike and Danny Garcia and Roy D. Fort and Jake Barnes and all those guys. I was a little bitty old kid and those guys are my heroes. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. And those guys had an old Brandon crew out there, and I was pretty agile and wanted to do everything. So I'd go in the front door of school and go out the back door and meet those guys, and I'd, they'd take me Brandon instead of going to school. <laughs> <laughs> so when did, when, did so you, when did you first start riding bulls? Or when did you I started riding bulls when I was about 14 years old. And uh, it was kind of a hanging around a guy named Sylvester Mayfield, mm -hmm. which everybody knows, been to the NFR riding cows, but that dude was a wicked bull rider. Yeah. And uh, I started hanging around those guys and wanted to do what they were doing. And I just started getting on a few bulls. And I ended up hauling with a bunch of guys out of Texas. And they thought it was cool to take the little old kid out there and get him thumped off those big old rank bulls out there in West Texas, the swamp rats and stuff. And <laughs> I just gradually grew into where I could ride a few. That's great. So did you, did, and how, how long did your bull riding career last? You know what? I quit about, let's see. Shoot, man, I'm 53 years old, and I quit when I was 45. Oh, no kidding. Yes, sir. Yeah, so you were uh, you were riding them for quite a while then. Yeah, I rode for a long time. I was doing all right there, and I got a college scholarship to go to Eastern New Mexico University. A rodeo and scholarship? Bulls. Yes, sir. No kidding. Now, did you team rope so, at the yeah. same time back then too, or did you just ride bulls? I rode bulls and I roped a little bit because I was hanging around all those guys and they'd put me on horses and they'd want me to top off and they'd need someone to turn one for them. And they kind of taught me how to rope and I ended up starting to rope and uh, I rode bareback horses and I got on, I jumped two steers while I was at college and that was it. <laughs> But enough. I rode bulls mainly. Yeah, yeah that was enough. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you in part by Dally King. Dally King is the number one training tool for team rovers to practice dally drills, building confidence, muscle memory, and skill. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook and go to www.dallyking.com and join the Dally Kingdom. So then uh, you graduated from uh, New Mexico uh, State University, as you said? I got uh, 
I got an animal science degree, ag business slash animal science degree from Eastern New Mexico University. And I also got a, a degree to teach K-8 through there uh-huh. because my dream at that time was to be a world champion bull rider like every bull rider. Right. But, but I wanted to make an impact on kids because – and I wanted to teach kids that no one wanted to teach because I was one of those kids. Gotcha. So I kind of snuck through the education program. Contrary to what my rodeo coach, Chuck Chambers, wanted me to do, he didn't want me to flunk out of school. But he didn't realize that I had a passion to teach. So I ended up getting a a degree to teach school. When did you take your first teaching job? I got my first job in 1997. And it was here in Arizona. Is that when you first moved to Arizona too, or had you been here for a while? Well, I'd been in and out of here, traveling around, riding bulls. And my mother had a place up in Flagstaff. And I visited out here. And I told the lady I was married to at that time, the only place I'd ever move would be Alaska, Cheyenne, Wyoming, or Cottonwood, Arizona. Because <laughs> I knew we'd never moved there. Right. So she come home one day and said, pack your bags. We're going to Cottonwood. And I said, why is that? She opened up a clothing store here called Maurice's. Oh, okay. So we came out here. Yeah. And then, so then that's when you started teaching school in Cottonwood. Well, I'd done some student teaching and done some other little jobs there and in New Mexico. And then I came out here and launched my career teaching. So, yeah. And I've been here ever since. And then, um, then you started, uh, you know, uh, helping uh, produce ropings and stuff. Is that, is that how it started or how'd you get, how'd you get started with like double C and I know you, I know you work with some other outfits too. Right. Well, I come out here and, uh, I worked for a man named Bill Plummer, Wild Bill Plummer, and Too Fast Cattle Company. He was down in Levine, and he called me one day, and he said, "Uh, Skinner, he goes, I need someone out here that can spice the roping up, run the chute, and we can get through a roping of a 1,000 teams in a moderate time and have fun doing it. And he said, I need you out here. And I said, well, I said, well, heck, Bill, I'm already out here. I'm in Cottonwood. So he called me, and I'd been doing ropings and stuff and rodeos for years, and I ended up going to work for him. And through him, I met the Wilson Brothers, which okay. is Double C Roping Company. Okay. And and how long was that? How long, how long ago did you start? Um, with double C, I, I, I'm not sure how long um, they've been been around, but uh... well, let's see. I've been with them for probably about 15 years. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's been a while. No kidding. I started with Plumber helping him, and then uh, <clears throat> Double C started a little deal. They were a spinoff of 
of uh, Bill Plummer deal because Cody Wilson was flagging for him and helping him and roping with him at some pro rodeos and stuff. And they got me to do some uh, round robins at their house. And then it just kind of progressed from there. Huh. And then how many, how many uh, events do you do a year with them? Double C. Well, I'm doing about two a month with them. So, you know, I do probably 30 or 40. I bet I do 25 or 30 of those a year with them. With double C, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and then I – go ahead. No, uh, then then you also uh, are, are helping put them on up in uh, – is it uh, Wickenburg too? Right. <clears throat> you know, through uh, double C, I got a, a job with Jack Fuller. He seen me working one day. And uh, he's with the World Series. Right. And he, he he needed some help, and someone told him about me. And he went – he saw me working, and he said, I, I need you to work. So I've been with Jack Fuller for about 12 years now in the World Series. And how many – So many I started working uh, – no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I do about – we do about – eight ropings for Jack Fuller throughout the year. Okay. And, and those are all world series. Are they uh, all qualifiers or? Um, we have about five qualifiers a year. And then the, some of them are just open ropings. And I do a bunch of uh, cow punchers with him too. Arizona cow punchers. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Now you just, are you just at one arena up there? Or is there uh, multiple locations you guys put those on at? Well, we go anywhere from Las Vegas to Williams, Arizona, to Kingman, Arizona, to Wickenburg, Arizona, Prescott, Arizona. We used to go to uh, Mormon Lake. So they just kind of change a little bit, but our primary location is, is Williams and Wickenburg and Prescott. Okay, yeah. Now, are, are you roping at all now? Do you compete at all in roping, or are you mostly just putting them on and managing them and keeping the – I just put them on. I guess I'm called like an arena director. Right. And uh, I have way too much fun running the shoot. <laughs> and and the way I look at it, and a lot of people told me I'm not old enough or crippled enough to start roping yet. <laughs> so – I kind of just run the shoot and keep everybody entertained over there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and now what, um, what grade do you teach anyway? What's what grade? <clears throat> well, what I do is I run a program that sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Uh-huh. And, um, they're at risk kids just like I am still. Right. <laughs> and, and, uh, they're just kids that don't learn in a traditional setting well and they need a lot of hands-on stuff and and i they're troubled kids so i have anywhere from 15 to 25 kids that that are in danger of failing or they've gotten into trouble the ones that got caught you know right and um i teach every subject level or every subject course subject from language arts social studies science uh, reading, math, PE. 
I'm highly qualified in all those areas. I've got several degrees, but I've been going to school so that I could service those kids better. Right. And it's a multi-age classroom, and they're with me throughout the year. So. And that's a is is that a year-round school program, or do you guys have a full summer break? Or. We do. It's a. It's just a regular classroom. It's for Cottonwood Oak Creek School District up in Cottonwood. Okay. And we go from August to May, and then as soon as it's over, I run a program for juvenile probation up here called Youth Step. Oh, okay. And it's, yeah, it's uh, 15 to 17-year-old kids, and I work with them for seven weeks during the summer, four days a week. Now, that's great. Well, your schedule's got to be awful busy because I know, that, you know, you're at the, it seems like a, a, an event every weekend, and then plus you're you know, teaching or, you know, working with the kids all week too. Uh, right. So you're, you're, you're a very, very busy man. I am. Yeah, I am. This April, <clears throat> I don't have a weekend off. I've been at, I do a Queen Creek Junior Rodeo Association because I love working with the kids and I also work AJRA, which is Arizona Junior Rodeo Association. Right. And I had, I was, I was in, uh, I was in Wickenburg uh, the first weekend of April, April 6th, 7th, and 8th. Then I came back, taught school all week. I left Friday night on the 13th, Friday the 13th, of course. Yeah. And I drove to Kingman for AJRA Rodeo. And I was there the 14th, 15th. Come back and taught school. Took off Friday night, and I went down to... Uh, Santan Valley for a friend of mine, James Brown, out of Oklahoma. And I did a roping for him in the morning. Then I went to Double C at night. That night was out of there about 1230. Well, we got through at 1015, I'm sorry. And then we went and fed steers till about 1230 back over at Rattlesnake Arena. Oh, man. And then I got up and running. We're going to have a roping the next morning. And then I've taught up till today and then i go to arlington arizona this saturday for jason williams a friend of mine it's a real high like nine elite header uh-huh. and i work for him too is he putting a roping on or yes sir he's got a big roping over there at the co-op in arlington texas oh, okay man that's that's a haul down there too huh oh yeah it's living the dream i just travel from one place to another i, I can't sit still yeah yeah well, you know, and that's the other thing too. I, you know, I, I know that's basically your tagline, you know, living the dream and then uh, a big long, uh, and, and I don't know that I've, I've seen it probably typed out more than I've heard you say it. Your big yee hee. Um, that's, that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just, uh, you know, interesting just seeing, you know, all the places you do go and all the things that you do, uh, that you do, you know, in, in terms of like helping the kids and with the, junior rodeo and everything um what uh what do you got uh what else you got coming up this summer in terms of ropings and things well let's see i'm going we've got a a roping we're going to be in payson may 5th which is cinco de mayo which is my birthday my favorite number is five yeah and this is so i'm gonna this is going to be the, the fifth episode of this podcast, so that's your favorite number as well. 
it was a godsend, right? It was. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, you know, I've got to go there. And um, <clears throat> I've got, in June, I've got Cow Punchers and Williams. I'm going to be there at the latter part of June. And then in July, I'm headed to uh, Canada if I can get my passport to clear. <laughs> what do you got going up there? Well, I'm going to a roping up there with Stacy Cornett and a guy named Squig, the Canadians. I really like the Canadians, and they kind of like what I do on the shoot and stuff. And I'm going to go up there for a roping called the No Bitch Roping up in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Nice. <laughs> so I get to travel around a lot. That's great. That's great. So you're, you're just, you're almost like a, a, a high-end um, uh, MC arena director, basically, right? Well, that's what, yeah, I <laughs> guess you could say that. <laughs> you, you're the Johnny Carson of the, of the uh, rope and shoot. Well, I think so. That's, well, that's what they say. I try to keep it live over there and, you know, jumping around and, my philosophy is to load them up, to let them out. That way that roping keeps going. And, you know, I'll run down there and pick up hats, race anybody out there that wants to race. I do the splits out in the middle of the arena. Yeah. And I've been known to get out and get the crowd to do the wave. That's great. Just something to, you know, liven up a team roping. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing about about team roping. You know, it's not like watching bull riding, but but when you're in it, you feel like, you know, that you're – in something as exciting as riding a bull. Uh, at least exactly. that, that's the way I feel anyway about it. And I know a lot of the ropers do too, but uh, uh, it's, it's in, I'm not saying anything bad about anything, but it, it is a lot more fun to watch than golf. I'm just saying golf is great too. But. Well, <laughs> I, I agree. It's a little bit better than golf and tennis. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Today's show is sponsored by FSR cattle company, the premier producer of team roping and steer wrestling performance cattle. If you need cattle for a big event or just a few head to practice at your place, FSR has got you covered. Check them out at www.fsrcattlecompany.com and on Instagram and Facebook. Now, hey, um, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the Ride and Slide Rodeo Company. Uh, you know, because I've, I've seen, you know, your, your caps and your shirts and how that came about and what you're what what all you're looking to do with that well back in the day when i was back in west texas and eastern new mexico i had a little string of bulls that i'd bought and uh, i worked for a guy named lonnie Alsup, which owned all the Alsup stores out in west texas and eastern new mexico and uh, i wanted a bunch of bulls to get on so i started buying a bunch of bulls out of the cell barn and then he had probably 200 bulls out in the feed yard and I'd pull a trailer up out there and just load them up. We'd go try them at Eastern New Mexico University. Hmm. So my goal was to have, I wanted to have a bunch of ranked bulls. And a guy named John McDonald was working for Bull Riders Only. And uh, I met him buying some bulls. And I got pretty good at buying bulls. And he wanted me to try to find some out of Clovis, New Mexico, sale barn over there. And I started buying bulls, so I put me together a little bull riding string and uh, started calling it Slide and Ride Rodeo Company because those guys I grew up with, I rodeoed in high school with Tough Hedeman and Casey Lambert and a bunch of those tough guys. And 
and they always told me, get up, you slide, and you ride, and you go. So, you know, that always stuck in my mind. So I started calling my little outfit slide and ride rodeo company. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. When I, yeah. So when I moved out here, I kind of, I sold some of my bulls to Casper Baca and <clears throat> I took some, John McDonald took some to the Denver stock show and as luck would have it, couple of my bulls they got a re-ride on so probably shouldn't say that but <laughs> so I felt you know I, you know it costs money when you get a re-ride on one of your bulls so I thought what I wanted to do was at that time they started breeding bulls and I don't have the money to do that so I was a sale barn man and I just kind of got out of the business there for a while and I started putting these, I got hired by Queen Creek Junior Rodeo and AJRA through uh, Justin Frank and Seth Kent and Sean Connolly, all these guys out here in Arizona because all the kids liked me to run the shoot because I did real well, they thought, and I was always cheering for them. So I got to where I hired a crew to go to all these junior rodeos and we just started, we we just reinvented the slide and ride rodeo company so it's kind of a slide and ride rodeo company where we put on rodeos and i sell rodeo apparel so i sponsor some of the kids around here at the rodeos and give them shirts and caps and just to help them go down the road because i never really had anyone that helped me right so i just kind of threw it together to try to you know, help kids out. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Now you, do you, do you, you don't have a website or anything, do you? You just, you just sell it locally or you don't sell it through social media anywhere in your products or. I do. I do through Facebook. Okay. I've just went through the process to uh, trademark my, my brand and stuff, which is a slide and ride radio company with the lazy ES on it. And, I just got through there and we're going to, hopefully we're going to launch a, a website here pretty soon to start selling stuff because we sell caps and hoodies and shirts and beanies and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Great. Now, how, how long have you, have you been up there in Cottonwood again? I've been in Cottonwood since 1997. Oh, 97. That's right. That's right. And then, um, and Oh, go ahead. I uh, I got me a little place right here on the Verde River. So nice. I bought me a place about 16 years ago, right here, right on the Verde River. And you can throw a, a fishing line from my front porch to the river and catch bass and trout all the time. Nice. Very nice. You got, now you got any livestock up there right now on your place? or? I got a couple of horses right now. Yeah, and that's about it right now. I had a few bulls right here, and when the I had a little bull riding pen built here in front of my house, and the river come up here and washed it away time or two, and finally we just I got a little mighty bucky and a little bucking machine here for kids to come by and get on and stuff like that. But we kind of got rid of the the bucking pen and moved it over to a friend of mine's house, and so 
but that's all we got. We got two horses here right now. Yeah. So what, uh, what, uh, is your favorite, uh, brand or cowboy hat or boots or, you know, what, what, what's your favorite gear? Well, I tell you what, my hat is a JW Brooks N- handmade by JW Brooks. Okay. And, uh, then, uh, my boots, I usually wear tin hall. Uh huh. And I have a few Justin, but I really like tin hall. There's a guy named Juan Hernandez that makes handmade boots out of Texas. Oh, yeah. That I really like. Yeah. I, I put some skulls on them and stuff. Yeah. Do you own a pair of those? I do. Oh, yeah. Those are nice. And those look like you, too. They do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are sweet. Yeah, I'm kind of an unusual looking kind of a cowboy guy. So, <laughs> well, I wouldn't call you unusual, but you're, but you definitely got your own style, right? The wild side, yes, sir. Yeah. What about uh, your favorite uh, cowboy movie? My man, you know what? I I would tell you that it would be Lonesome Dove or the Cowboys. Yeah. Until. I seen hostiles. Now a friend of mine's son is in that, Patrick Martinez. Oh huh. His his son Laramie has a main role as one of the kids in there. Now oh, I no really kidding. do like Lonesome Dove. Yeah. And uh I own I probably own two or three hundred Western movies. I like shoot, I watch J J W Coop, Honkers. But I think Lonesome Dove or the Cowboys is my favorite, but Hostiles is my new modern day favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. That was really good. Absolutely. How about your favorite actor, cowboy actor? Ah, that'd have to be John Wayne, of course. Yeah. yeah. Yep, he's probably uh, the majority of of uh, guys from, you know, our our time that's that's the that's the main guy right there oh absolutely i wish he was still around he, i'd vote for him to be president <laughs> no kidding no kidding now now how about uh, uh your family does your does your son does he live in arizona too or i know he he plays guitar right and yes sir um he actually lives in albuquerque new mexico oh, He's been out there for a few years. Um, right now, he's out in Oregon right now checking out the music scene out there. Oh, okay. He um, he started riding bulls, and uh, he come out here with me. He was five years old, uh-huh. and he started riding bulls like his dad and took him to a bunch of rodeos, and he hooked up with a guy named Colt Robinson. He's a PBR bull rider right now, and, and a guy named Scotty Knapp that's been a uh, NFR qualifier and we used to go to a bunch of junior rodeos with those kids and he got hurt and started riding a skateboard to get his balance back and he started riding bulls again and told me one day he said dad it hurts even when you ride anymore so I think I'm gonna start playing a guitar (laughs) and I said well I guess from one extreme to another that's fine with me said but you need to be the best at what you're going to do if you're going to do it you know you need to you know put your 
your best foot forward. He was an excellent wrestler. He was five-time state champion wrestler here. No kidding. And he he was pretty wicked. He's a brown belt in Budo, and he just he's pretty casual. He's not like me, high strung, but he uh, got his guitar, and I'll tell you what, he went to town, and he's released three CDs. Oh, and he's got great. two different bands. One's called The Conjuring and one's called Wolf. Very so cool. That's, so he lives out of Albuquerque and plays a bunch of venues out there. And then I got a 14-year-old daughter that uh, she was running barrels and pole bending and doing real well. And she got into dance. So she's, a, I guess, a professional dancer with the can dance company down in uh i guess it's like queen creek area uh-huh. and uh, i posted a video on facebook of her dancing this week at some big event and she's pretty darn good so she's living her dream too that's great that's great man so uh what uh what what else you got planned coming up here uh in uh you know the rest of the the rest of the year well we got quite a few we're we're doing our finals uh-huh. for the agra okay next month i think it's uh i think it's the 18th or 19th in prescott and then i think the 12th and 13th of may we got our finals for queen creek junior rodeo in Payson, arizona and then I'm going to start my summer program, and then we're going to go do quite a few things with them. We're going to go canoeing and nice. do some high ropes courses and uh, do things like that. We're going to go to Arizona Diamondbacks game. And then the last week, I'm going to go – last week in July, I'm headed out to Canada, and then – after that, I'm headed to New Mexico to help my buddy gather cows and calves out on his ranch out there in eastern New Mexico. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, um, in, in, you know, just thinking about, you know, modern cowboys and, and, you know, people that maybe didn't have the opportunity to, you know, grow up on a ranch or, or, or be around, you know, livestock or animals, but, but they want to. Maybe they shop at Boot Barn, you know, and uh, – Right. You know they they just don't really know how to get involved um you know what uh what what would you say to to you know someone like that that's maybe just uh you know trying to would like to be a cowboy but you know maybe they maybe they don't live on a ranch or have you know well right you know what? There's a lot of great places around here, and I've met a lot of great people in Arizona. It's a great place. I got a friend named Lacey Barda that has where they buck, and it's a bull riding kind of an association. But he puts on a lot of a lot of events, concerts, bringing country and western stars into Arizona, and puts on ropings and or not ropings, but bull ridings. And uh, he's down there at at New River at the Roadrunner. Okay. And it's a, it's a great family atmosphere where they have little kids, they have sheep riding. My friend named Jacob Kelly, he's a, he's a great announcer up and coming and started being a barrel man. And just little places like that, the Buffalo Chip up in Cave Creek, 
it's a cool place. You can go to Wickenburg, Arizona, where that's a roping capital of the world. Yeah. And just check it out and see if you're interested in it. And there's people that, you know, there's just people you can go to AGRA Rodeo Association. You get on Facebook, you can get on the internet and just type in Queen Creek Junior Rodeo Association and get started. That's where a lot of kids just get started. They don't know what they're, what they need at, you know, necessarily or what they need to do, how to go about it. But those associations are great for up and coming people that they don't have to be from a ranch or from a rodeo company or rodeo family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's even like a lot of guys nowadays, you know, that, uh, you know, that don't work in, you know, rodeo like you do all the time or, or, you know, have big ranches to go to, to help people gather and doctor and, and brand and ship and, and whatever. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, people like to, you know, at least feel like they're living that lifestyle to a certain degree. Cause most guys are basically, uh, you know, part-time cowboys nowadays, you know, most guys work in town and, and, uh, you know, cowboy when they can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's great that, you know, you've got the, the, uh, the opportunity to do both, you know, you do a lot with the, with the kids and teaching and then, and helping the other at-risk kids. And, and then you get to live the dream, uh, the other time too. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's how I teach my kids. They're, they've never been exposed to anything like this, and I do a lot of thematic units. I bring horses into my classroom and calves, and and I teach them about a saddle. They don't know the parts of it, and I, I put them on some of my gentle horses and, and let them ride around, and then they take care of some calves. They bottle feed calves, and they learn the parts of a horse, and they rope the dummy. I have a roping dummy at my at my classroom, and I've got my bucket machine that I haul up there and let them try it, you know, and, and I take them down to the arenas and stuff like Prescott frontier days. I take my summer program over there to, to see that what it's like. And, you know, it's a totally different atmosphere. You can see an arena with nothing there and it doesn't mean a bunch, you know, it's historic, but when you get the people there, the crowd and the dust and that smell, it's totally different. It just, it, it amps you up and they just, they find that adrenaline and they just get excited about it. And you know, that's how I introduce the wild west to people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like me even, you know, I've, that's ever since I was born, I don't know if it was in my DNA or what, but I just, or just from watching, you know, all the Westerns and cowboy shows growing up, this is all I ever wanted to be, you know, was the cowboy. Right. That was it, you know? And, uh, you know, and, and I think a lot of people, just the, the, the word cowboy, it's such an, uh, the cowboy is such an iconic figure in our culture and even around the world, you know, um, and there's a lot of people that uh, uh, are very interested in it and, and love something about it, whether it's cowboy boots or hats or, or whatever it may be. Uh, but uh, there's, there's something that just draws people to it. And it's, uh, it's just a, a very, um, you know, very interesting, um, you know, lifestyle and, and, uh, image basically, you know, absolutely. It's, it's the last frontier and there's not very many places that you can say that you've experienced the last frontier. And I think Western way of life, the cowboy lifestyle is a dream of everybody, whether they get to live it every day or they get to experience or watch it. It's just something that they'll always remember. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just like with team roping, 
how it's grown. Uh, it's, and, and you know this firsthand, it's, if someone had told you back, uh, you know, 25 years ago, uh, Team Roping is going to just be exploding and there's going to be the kind of money that can be won now uh, just in the amateur levels. You'd have just gone, man, you're, you're crazy. And then in bull riding, I mean, look at the PBR. I mean, it's one of the, Oh boy. It's, it's one of the biggest events there is now. I mean, it's, uh, it's just, it, I just think that, I think that the, the Western, uh, you know, culture, lifestyle and, and things, I just think that they're, they're growing and, and going to do just grow even more. Oh, absolutely. Look at all the continents that come over here to ride bulls. Oh, I know. And, and, you know, I, and, and, and team ropers too, and calf ropers are from Brazil now. Yep. Yep. And I, I heard uh, someone was saying the other day that, that they, they team rope in like 38 countries now. It, it's huge in Europe yeah. too. Oh, absolutely. You know, might have to take the, uh, uh, Skinner Watkins ride and slide rodeo company, uh, you know, around the world adventures with skinner world tour that's it that's it huh? <laughs> absolutely that would be cool yeah well hey skinner I, I really appreciate you taking the time to you know come on and just tell us a little bit about you know what you do and and uh and uh the cowboy lifestyle you live and and uh i think it's great i mean it's it's uh, you're, uh, you're to be commended for, you know, the work you do with the kids. That's, I think that's just so admirable and, and it's just a great thing to, to be given back and, and doing that and, and, and being able to, you know, ex expose, you know, the youth of today to the, you know, Western way of life is, is a great thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, um, well, I appreciate you having me on and talking about it. Yeah, ab absolutely, man. And, and, uh, I look forward to seeing you here, uh, you know, more in the, in the future out at, at some of these ropes and stuff. I've, I've been so busy. I, I haven't got out there like I've wanted to and in other commitments. And we have, my dad lives with us. He's 83. And so we're caretakers to him. And so we'll spend a lot of time with him right now, but uh, uh, just hope to get out there and uh, have you run to that shoot when, when I'm, when I'm backing in there on a few of them. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Mr. Hildebrand. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, hey, Skin. Well, thanks again. I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time. And then we'll be seeing you down the road. And I'll continue to be watching you on social media too, uh, while you're living the dream and and uh, enjoying it. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, Dan. You bet. All right, Skinner. We'll take care, and then uh, we'll 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 see you soon. All right. Thanks, Dan. You bet. Where are you, cowboys and cowgirls, at? Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the roping pen. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same. The minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play your speed But I give her hell, he can never 
tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money. You were always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. Now he's lost a dozen wives. Half the fingers on his hands to the roping pin. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends. No matter who wins, down at the roping pen. Well, I ain't no player speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down at the roping